Welcome to Multimedia Failure. Every other week, we watch a movie based on a video game, except this week, and then rank them against each other arbitrarily. I'm your host, Jason Ariola, and pooping <laughs> in a box and slapping a guarantee on it with me are... Vanessa Cahill. John Luzero. I always try to find the most stupid, inane thing to throw on there, and hopefully that, uh, hopefully that did it. It shows I like, you what... It, I feel like you there know. was like a, a bull reference in there somewhere. <laughs> it always shows you you watch the movie, too, you know? It's always a deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, the movie we're talking about this week is because this is our holiday movie, but our holiday break in this movie has nothing to do with Christmas at all, outside of the fact that parts of it are, take place when it's cold, is Tommy Boy, the uh, 1995 comedy that starred um, Chris Farley and David Spade. The Can we call them a modern day Laurel and Hardy? Because um, this movie came out 25 years ago. <laughs> yes. I mean, who it's would a, be the modern day version if not them, I guess? Who's uh, more modern than those two? Boy. Um, I can't think of another, you know, fat guy, skinny, skinny guy combo team right now that's out there. Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah. <laughs> um, Jonah Hill's like not fat anymore. Yeah, though. he's yeah, skinny now. He's kind of slimmed yeah. down. So yeah. Jay and Silent Bob, but they're not real. <laughs> yeah, and they're also not particularly funny. So they're. Uh... Well, I think they're pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> there are no Chris Farley and David Spade. So. No one is. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Oh, anyway, uh, this released March thirty first, nineteen ninety five, and had a budget of twenty million dollars. Guys, what do you think it made at the box office? Eighty four. Um, one hundred. One hundred what? One hundred dollars. Oh, one hundred million. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just wanted to be sure. Just wanted to be sure you weren't really lowballing million, this. By the way, I guess we have to specify. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> Okay, uh, 32.7 million. Did not do very well, apparently. Just, uh, I mean, it made 12.7, but yeah. What a damn shame. Yeah. Is it because of the I bet, I bet it had a, a terrible trailer. Oh, maybe. I don't know. This was like, I don't, I actually don't know what, if, how, how big Chris Farley is on SNL at this point in time. I don't know what skits have been out. I feel like he's, he, I don't, I don't remember when he started, but, uh. I feel like I knew him because this was like my era of, Saturday Night Live, so I think he was pretty big at this point. Like I, I remember seeing this movie because Chris Farley was in it. I mean, yeah, it's he's he's one of the best ever. God, yeah. he's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, also you, you brought up this as a holiday. I think this is a holiday movie. I don't know. It kind of feels like a holiday movie to me. It's just a it's a feel good a, movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a feel good movie. It's you're right. It's kind of cold sometimes in the movie. <laughs> yeah. they wear jackets. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they wear a jacket occasionally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. there's, a, there's, a, there's a reindeer almost. Oh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. We slap yeah. some uh, sleigh bells on him. We can just call him a reindeer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, you know, outside of uh, hurt my shoulder further by uh, reaching for uh, calling this a holiday movie, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's move on a little bit. Vanessa, how about uh, you? Have you seen this? Or, yeah, you told me off the air you have seen this before. What's your... Yeah, it turns out I had seen this. I thought I didn't, but I I had seen it, and I think mm. I just I think I watched it recently, and somehow I just forgot that I watched it, which is a shame because it's an excellent movie. <laughs> it's almost one of those things that I'm kind of glad I haven't watched it in so long because I was kind of delighted at like how funny I found this movie still. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, John, how about yourself? Oh, I probably watch this movie at least once a year. I love this movie. It's okay. so it's it's a it's one of my favorite comedies. You know, I feel like every, all these all these uh, break movies we've taken are movies that I've I've liked a lot growing up, which has I guess been fortunate for me, I guess, because uh, of what we did, Gremlins and the Thing, and now Tommy Boy. Yeah, uh, I will say I did not pick this one. <laughs> I did not pick this one. Uh, it just happened to be one that I also love. Uh, but yeah, I've seen the movie a lot. I don't even remember how we picked this one out. I don't either how this one came up we were, we were talking about david spade and the um, dead or alive podcast <laughs> i think it was before that even because i i just listened to the silent hill episode and i think we had brought it up we there too david spade we just love david spade yeah apparently. So we were talking about um david spade as joe dirt and then we're like let's not yeah. talk about joe dirt yeah yeah let's let's not yeah we I, say we love david spade we love it we love david spade a, a certain part of his career specifically yeah so <laughs> uh, yeah the snarky asshole david spade is wonderful that plays off chris farley <laughs> yeah they the way they play off each other uh, each other is just goddamn amazing oh man what a duo mm-hmm, indeed uh john when was the first time you saw this do you or do you remember how old you were because i know you've seen some movies uh maybe way <laughs> too young I, I was i was probably pretty young the first time i saw all these scenes in this movie um cause my, my my parents both like this movie a lot um, but no, I don't remember how old I was. No, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I 
I know I didn't. You know what? Maybe I did see this in theaters. Um, I did see some movies in theaters with some friends in middle school, and you know, this was this may have been one of the ones that we managed to convince our parents to let us go see. So I don't know, but if not for sure, I remember watching it on VHS like when it first first came out on VHS. So I mean, this movie has sort of been just one of those things I've owned forever. I've had the DVD since like it first came out, the Holy Schnikes edition. So yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's also a phrase I've. Uh, sort of been in my lexicon for years even if i don't use it very often it's it's there occasionally i'll just like i think i think i use it in front of the kids mostly it's like when i start going holy sh nikes that's amazing yeah yeah <laughs> so jason what what was special about the holy sh nikes edition <laughs> um just a whole lot of extra content on the second disc remember this was dvd so you know they couldn't cram everything on one disc at the time so yeah i can't imagine what chris farley bloopers are like and <laughs> things that, the, so things that, the things that broke people. That's the things that I want to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> things that they couldn't keep. They, could, they had to stop filming because he did. Um, I, I read up a little bit on it. And apparently, the um, the car accident scene uh, that he did on the desk that was mm-hmm. not largely, but largely improvised. He kind of went a little nuts. It, there was a certain way they wanted to do it, and he went with it, but just expanded a bit, little bit on it. I I don't I, I imagine putting the thing on fire had to be part of it because I can't imagine they wouldn't have have a fire crew ready, but you never know. It was Chris Farley. Yeah. The man, the the man, you know, limits. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately for him as well, but uh, we we don't talk about that, I guess right now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's not talk about that stuff. So anyway, yeah, I I was really happy to have watched this thing again because this was this, um, black sheep, not so much, but, uh, Billy Madison and happy Gilmore. These were like four movies I saw as like, you know, a young teenager that I don't want to say really kind of influenced what I find amusing, but, uh, definitely had a little bit of an impact on uh, my little psyche as a, you know, uh, preteen and young teenager. I mean, yeah, you're not alone there, Jason. Yeah. Someone who saw these as a, also, also as a preteen, I want to say I watched all those movies just like much later than you, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, those are some of the best comedies of their generation, of that era. Um, I think they hold up really well. I guess, you know, Adam Sandler, they're both a specific taste of comedy, Adam mm-hmm. Sandler especially. But uh, yes. I, I think Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, and Tommy Boy are classic comedies personally. Oh. Yeah, I still have all four of those DVDs that I bought like when they first came out. Probably bought them for $30 each, and I probably watched them like on DVD twice because, you know, streaming is just more convenient. <laughs> Are you going to be a hoarder? Jason, are you going to like be a hoarder one day? Are you a hoarder? <laughs> no, I actually just purged, um, oof, I would say like 50, 60 DVDs. And I purged a bunch, not a bunch, but I'd say probably like 50, 60 games, which as you guys know, is really not even a dent. Is that just like on accident? They fell off the back of a truck or something? Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just like looking at our like movie case and I was like, you know, like a lot of this stuff, like I just. I'm never going to watch again. And I was like, I'll just get rid of this. And get rid of your copy of Dr. Muto. Your sealed Dr. Muto copy. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Got you. There we go. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) One of the, it's one of those bargain bin PS2 games. I think, I think, uh, I think it was a midway, I think it was a midway joint. Like Psychonauts was too. Yeah. He's like the, like, crazy mad scientist hair yeah. thing okay yeah <laughs> nope nope yeah. I, okay i know it now yeah yeah i had to think about it but yeah now she started because i was thinking a movie when you said that because it was no no about, i was yeah, going yeah. games yeah no, yeah no. oh yeah. yeah well i mean yeah i, I, I bought a, bit, a lot of bad ps2 games because there was also a lot of bad ones but that was definitely one i was like oh a 3d action character platformer no thank you <laughs> yeah i was probably like oh hell yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yes, yes. We were at different points in our lives when we owned PS2s. <laughs> yeah. I was I was nearly an adult, basically an adult, but legally an adult, and you were a child. <laughs> so, I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> weren't even out of single digits, probably, at that point. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I was six when the PS2 came out. Fuck a duck. Wow. Uh, time marches on for us all, and thus we <laughs> must uh, get on with this podcast here. So if we're, if we're ready, let's talk about this thing, shall we? Let's do it. All right. So it starts off with a young version of Tommy running to school. And I kind of feel like this kid captures the essence of Chris Farley pretty well. Even if he so is <laughs> acting isn't the best, he captures the essence very well of him. Yeah. Son of a... Yeah. <laughs> running into the glass. I love that when he's running past the dog, he immediately lets his lunch on. He gets rid of his lunch and it happens all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, this seems like a habitual thing here for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. 
And then, uh, right, basically, when he gets to the desk or the uh, the bus, um, we cut to present day. Tommy doing the same thing, and I got a real charge out of him trying to run through the shrubs like he did as a kid, and then just running into a fence. Being built. I was like, <laughs> no, no one does running into things better than Chris Farley. No, like, the, no. The, the man is. I'm not a big slapstick guy. I never have been, but some the Chris Farley just does it in a way that gets me every time. I think it's just the sounds he makes when he does it. <laughs> Yeah, I I have to say like I I, I kind of learned how to do learn, I learned how to do it, but I started imitating that when I was in middle school. We had this set of lockers basically that you would come around a corner and be right there. So I'd be talking to somebody, knowing full well they would be there, and I would just like you know like you know half smash myself into them. And, Son of a! Son of a! <laughs> <laughs> just to get a laugh uh, every time. And you know what? It didn't matter. Everyone knew it was coming, but I still got a laugh out of it and got sent to the principal's office for disrupting. So you know. <laughs> The advantages of going to a small uh, Catholic middle school. <laughs> it's like, oh, I was literally like 15 yards from the principal's office when I did that. And they're like, let's just go there. I'm like, okay, sorry. <laughs> Except I'm not sorry. I'm just going to do it again tomorrow. So whatever. I'm going to do it until I don't get laughs anymore. Thank you. Anyway, um, I did kind of enjoy when he sits down to uh, take the test, the look of the professor's face on, when he's just, he's just like. That's <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> I am amazed that he gave him a D plus instead of a D minus. I would figure a D minus he gave him just to get him out of the class, basically. <laughs> got a D plus. Yeah. I got a D plus. Like <laughs> <laughs> the dude he doesn't know. Yep. <laughs> I really wish we knew each other. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And uh, of, of course, the Herbie Hancock thing. I was like, oh, my God. Really? It's like, I don't think I caught that up until, like, I, I, like I said, it's been years since I've watched it. But just watching it this time, I was like, oh, okay. That's that's. I, I think when I first watched it, I didn't know who Herbie Hancock was. So it was like just a, oh, okay. He's just, you know, just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just sounded funny. And then I'm like, oh, that's an actual person. Okay, that's cool. So. <laughs> Come on, Richard. It's Herbie Hancock. Correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How would how would Tommy know who that was? <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe paid attention in like third grade uh, civics class. Did you take a, th- a civics class in third grade? What school did you go to? That's much nicer than mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, for a little while, I did go to Catholic school. So you guys learned so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, third grade civics. Yeah, well, you know, we we did have like government or social studies yeah. class or something to that effect. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can. Re- I went to. Uh, Christian private school till third grade. So yeah, I had a similar experience. <laughs> but Herbie, Herbie Hancock was an American pianist. <laughs> we we had a whole Herbie Hancock lesson, a whole a whole hour dedicated to Herbie Hancock. Really? No, 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 no. <laughs> nobody did. Trust me. Uh, no, imagine his, the... his life is fascinating. <laughs> Oh, Herbetta Hancock. Uh, all right, all right. So anyway, they're at <laughs> they're at a party here, uh, and a guy tells Tommy uh, he's going to miss him and that he was the best. And Tommy says, "No, you were the best." And then leans in to kiss him. And then when he pulls back, the guy kind of looks slightly sad when he pulled away. I don't know if you guys caught that dude, but he's kind of like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, are we? Oh, oh we're not really kissing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was, I was like, how old is he supposed to be here compared to these guys? Because <laughs> was a funny thing to me. I, like, a whole, it's a definitely a Van Wilder, Van Wilder situation going on there. Uh, oh, man. Little, little bit of uh, information there, or trivial, trivial information at best, I would say. Did you know that um, uh, the character Van Wilder was based on Burt Kreischer, the comedian? No, I did not. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He was voted like the number one party dude in America. Like in colleges, like at some point, and they ended up making a movie based on him, and just yeah, sort of used him for that <laughs> as the structure for it. Huh. Yeah, I Bert, like Ben Wilder. Burt Kreischer is a very interesting guy if you can get past the fact that he's a little broy and constantly insists on taking the shirt off like a weirdo. But I've never seen Van Wilder. It's pretty good. It's a Ryan Reynolds joint, so an early Ryan Reynolds. You say you know you know what you're getting. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyway, moving on here. So uh, Richard, <laughs> who's played by David Spade, uh, picks up Tommy at the airport, and yeah, this just immediately you just get a the perfect vibe that these two have with each other. I think one of my favorite lines in the whole movie is Tommy saying, "You know, a lot of people go to college for seven years," and then Richard going, "Yeah, I know. They're called doctors." 
<laughs> it's really good. Yeah. And then when he's like, oh, I'm, and uh, that, that is definitely your bag. <laughs> yeah, and it's a trash bag. Uh, I love that so much. Yeah. so many good lines here. He goes, yeah, I called a seven, five, niner. Is it niner? <laughs> Did you throw he's a niner in there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He's so mean to him, but he's also like, so deserving of being like made fun of oh, yeah yeah it's like he's a good-hearted idiot but he's also kind of a shithead and if you think about it the plot to this is kind of similar to billy madison yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah definitely definitely the idiot son saving the saving the company mm-hmm. basically yeah um he just doesn't have to go back to school to do it <laughs> yeah and have a have a jeopardy off with the uh, yeah. evil uh, executive it, i, I believe you mean an academic decathlon oh yeah they, <laughs> I'm sorry, Jason. Not, I you're prefer not, you're... the term Jeopardy off. <laughs> you both are now dumb for having heard that. May God have mercy on my soul. <laughs> uh. Anyway, uh, so as they're cruising back towards... Um... Were they going? Yeah, they're going to the factory first, right? Yeah. Uh, Richard tells Tommy that they shut down the tire factory a month ago, and looking at it, it looks like that thing was abandoned more than a month ago. Why? Weeds growing out of the parking lot already. It was like this thing, and then some other business that had shut down too. I forget what it was, but yeah. But apparently, this town is slowly dying, and Callahan Automotive is like the only thing keeping this place afloat, which is um, probably not good. Actually, have... yeah. <laughs> Actually probably not good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're all the old rust belt there. So. Mm-hmm. All right, so Tommy goes on a tour of the factory with his dad, and the entire like crew that works there seems to be happy to see him, which. Is kind of surprising because I mean I guess he's a lovable idiot, but at the same time it's like, hey, this guy's probably going to end up uh, being our boss someday. Maybe, maybe we should be a little worried because he's an idiot. I don't know. He's so lovable. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> love how much everyone in the movie loves Tommy, but for the most part, like his dad loves him. A whole everyone, everyone likes him because he's just such a. It's hard not to like him, even yeah. though he's a humongous idiot. Yeah. Uh, well, except that one guy who uh, we find out at the end he uh, lost his or his, yeah he lost his virginity <laughs> to his daughter. <laughs> That was so great. That yeah. guy was a dark jerk, though. Yeah, yeah. Rob, you were there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, wait a second here. Yeah. All yeah. right, anyway, let's... Also, there's a really good line here. I, the, one of the executives, I forget, he's a character actor, and I can't, rem- I can't remember his name, but he's like... He's like the skinnier executive with like the the widow's peak, the kind of receding hairline, and he always has like the really weird off comments that happen. Uh, like he's like, oh, I'm fine. My kid got my kidney removed last April, but I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's uh, yeah, I don't know. I just he just like some weird the weird dark humor that pops up every once in a while in the movie with him is really funny to me. I like it. It's just. <laughs> Or at the wedding video when he uh, when he's drunk and uh, oh yeah, talks about, he wants yeah, a piece that, of that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway. All right. So we find out that they're opening up a new brake pad section of the factory, and then Tommy starts dodging the hooks, like, for the line or whatever. It just so keeps clocking himself with it. It's pretty great. They're <laughs> going fast, and one still hits him right in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, how did you manage this? Uh, so his dad takes him down the hall and uh, brings him to his own office with a window even. And he's got his own mini fridge. And then uh, he goes on and on about stuff he can put in the mini fridge. And his dad's even <laughs> like, yes, things you want to keep cold, son. Just shut the fuck up already. Jesus, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, also, there's the running joke for a couple of scenes where he keeps covering his eyes every time his dad wants to show him something. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I told him that he didn't have to close him in the first place. Yep. And, uh, uh so and then we find out poor Richard gets saddled with helping Tommy uh, kind of get used to the business. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks <laughs> I think, for choosing me, sir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's like, oh, of course, of course you've got a window with an office. You've been here for five minutes. <laughs> uh, and so then we uh, we have Rob Lowe getting off the bus, who's uh, going to be, we don't know who he's playing yet, but uh, his kid's making faces at him as he's drinking chocolate milk, which I don't know why that was the choice made, but whatever. Mm, he's a he's a bad boy, and bad boys drink chocolate milk. Oh, is that what that is? Yep. <laughs> okay. You immediately know he's a piece of shit too. Yeah. <laughs> he, he drinks chocolate milk. <laughs> he drinks chocolate milk. Got a leather jacket on. Uh, gets out of the bus, punches the kid through the window. Yeah. <laughs> the in the, in the no. Okay. To be fair, he didn't punch him like through. Like, let's let's kind of. The yeah. kid's making faces at him, like throwing his face up against the window, and then he just hits the window, thereby hitting the kid. Yeah. So, I mean, the kid was kind of being a shithead to him, so I kind of no, could get kid, on board with him that there. That kid deserved it. Yeah. Oh, he was. That kid deserved it, but the baby in the stroller, uh, I guess he gave him milk. So you know, I guess No, no, he finished the milk. It was just a big cock tease, basically, at that point. <laughs> yeah, he's a dick. Yeah. I don't think you could say that in regards to a baby. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Anyway, moving on here. <laughs> so Tommy comes on with his dad and meets his new mom, Beverly. Um, he's like, I love how uh, Tommy says, is that for me? No, son, that's for me. <laughs> Just immediately objectifying her. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And then uh, he I'm finds out he's... Watch this. <laughs> what was that? I'm so happy we watched this. Ah, me too. It's such a joy every time I watch this movie. It's, it's, it's real dumb fun. Tommy finds out he's going to get a new brother, and then he rings the doorbell, and he goes to shake his hand. And he's like, brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug. Oh, my gosh. He jumps over the table. Brothers got a hug. Yeah. Real stupid. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the two of them go on a bonding car trip, and... Uh, Tommy tells him if I sent a picture of your mom to some of my buddies at school, she'd definitely be boner of the month. No offense, but boner of the month. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, thanks, or something like that. Uh, so Tommy and Paul go for something a little bit more dangerous. <laughs> Cow tipping. So, yeah, that goes about as well as you expect. Pratt falls, physical comedy galore throughout this, and um, some old man comes up and shoots him off with a shotgun. And they're washing each other off at the uh, gas also station. when he pulls him up, he's like, get up! I love you, brother! Yeah. <laughs> guy I just met. Oh, yeah. Anyways, sorry, Jason. Oh, you're good. Don't worry about it. No, no. I My, my notes are a little bit more slim for this because I figured we'd be just kind of bursting in here with uh, with lines from the movie. And oh, things. man. Mine are just mostly just great lines from this movie because there's so many of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another one of my favorite scenes here is where he starts doing the flash dance thing uh, as he's getting washed <laughs> off. <So> good. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't smell like mud. <laughs> oh, so anyway, uh, Tommy goes back to the uh, factory the next day and I want to say reunites, but sort of reunites with Michelle, uh, somebody he knew from school back in the day and she recognizes him, which I mean, I don't know. It's whatever. It, at first I was like, I didn't really remember her role in the movie at all. And I was like, oh, okay. After it played out for, you know, the next scene that she was in, I was like, ah, okay. I understand where she's where she fit into this thing now. It's like, I didn't remember there being a romantic interest in this, but apparently there was of course, one. Of course there is. The 90s comedy, there has to be romantic interest that's way out of the league of the person, of the main Absolutely. lead. What kind of feel-good movie doesn't have that? That's very yeah. true. That's very true. Uh, all right, so uh, Tommy and his dad have a little heart-to-heart about him getting married while they're getting ready. Uh, the dad kind of seems like a little bit of a shyster as uh, after the wedding, and he's like talking business or whatever. I'm like, I kind of get you sort of have to be a little bit sleazy to be a salesman but at the same time i'm like yeah he kind of seems a little bit not like a con artist but a little bit of a con artist himself yeah um jason do you not remember our conversation and everybody listen to the bonus segment about how we feel about the rich very true <laughs> man good plug good plug yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is uh this Oh, this goes to the scene where uh, David Spade's walking around with the camera videotaping stuff that John brought up earlier where one of the executives uh, or whatever he is is drunk and said, yeah, I'd really like to hit that myself or whatever. He's like, boy, I'd like to get some of that. Yeah, like, there you and then go. he immediately realizes what he said. And he's like, uh, you got you to edit that out. You got to edit that. It it's going to cost you. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, you're talking about the scene when uh, the, his dad's like selling stuff at the wedding while after he's how many ever eight drinks deep or whatever he says, whiskey mm. sours or whatever. Yeah. Um, he's like, uh, but yeah, that whole speech he does, Tommy trying to get it right through that movie is pretty funny every time. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so and if, uh, we have a scene where they, uh, the father and son kind of do a little song and dance thing together. And of course, because this really wouldn't have an impetus of Tommy getting out there and making his own way in the world, uh, the dad drops dead in the middle of the song. <laughs> so I thought it was. A, I think it's a genuinely sad death. I like. I thought they, yeah. they had a really they had a really fun relationship, and uh, you know, it's a it's a pretty sad moment in an otherwise not sad movie. As somebody <laughs> who would like to see their dad drop dead, I can't really uh, I can't really you know kind of feel this way with Tommy. I'm like, oh yeah, like it must be nice having a father you actually like. Okay, moving on. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for me, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. You guys don't don't come from broken families. I do think this scene is genuinely. It's the funeral scene itself is genu- genuinely pretty well done for mm-hmm. for a comedy. I think um, they don't they play it pretty straight for the for, for a decent amount of time too to let it breathe instead of yeah. a, immediately doing a gag. And then and then when they do gags, they really they really they do a slow build into it instead of like a big one. Uh, with the whole boat scene, which is pretty good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. 
Uh, so Michelle and Tommy are on the boat, which um, is actually a little kind of dingy, as uh, Tommy points out. Just this little tiny like sailboat that he uses on a lake, and kids on the shore are yelling at him, which I kind of really I, I I enjoyed this because it's like you know identifying as those kids on the shore when I was a kid was like oh yeah it's exactly what I would want to be saying to this guy. It's like hey look at that hey your sails lip like your dick. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do hit him with quite a bit. Uh, also, to, I, I love in the scene that he's wearing a life vest the whole time. It's really, it's just really funny to me that he has his life vest on the entire time. Yeah, for like no, yeah, no, no real reason whatsoever. Well, I mean, I suppose if um, you know, I was Tommy's dad. I know how my son is. I would probably like, no, you need to wear a life vest on this boat because you're probably going to fall out of it. Yeah, can't believe, can't, I can't believe there's no wind. <laughs> Uh, yeah, then uh, the whole thing of Michelle getting up and like screaming to them or screaming at them too, and that that's what freaked him out. Yeah, she knows where they live and she yeah. knows where they sleep. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, all right, so then they have a meeting about selling the company, and I think one of my favorite parts that just like a total throwaway thing here is the old woman that just keeps talking about whores. <laughs> Yeah, that's where the whores come in. Uh, and then the husband like later down that's like once during the war I visit a prostitute. My life has been a living hell ever since. <laughs> it's such a weird aside that's really, that's really funny the entire time. Yeah, it's like it doesn't need to be in there at all. And then, like David Spade's like, I agree with her. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Alright, so Tommy volunteers to take over the sales trip that his dad was gonna go on, and then uh he kind of volunteers Richard to come along because Richard doesn't have anything to do because he was his dad's assistant, so yeah, poor poor guy. <laughs> so then a road trip, and um, yeah, of course, Tommy's stuff in his face. And one yeah. of my favorite lines in the movie is, "Ugh, I can actually hear you getting fatter." <laughs> uh, yeah, the one fry with the full packet of ketchup is pretty disgusting. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh... Yeah, there's a lot of nice visual gags in here too. It's just this whole movie is just full of this shit. So. Um, he goes for his first sales pitch and Richard gives him the advice of don't take no for an answer. And then just goes to basically just, okay, okay, sure. Nope. No problem. Don't worry about it. Okay. No, fuck me then. I guess. <laughs> also, before they go in the meeting, he, he's like trying to straighten him up and he pulled the clip on. He pulled his clip on tie off an accident. Yeah. And Tommy goes, it's a clip on. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just all it's just is like the quick things David Spade gets out sometimes are just so fucking funny and I feel like half of it has to be ad libbed. Mm -hmm. Like this is just so quick. I uh, I also don't know if that's the case because I think those two had such chemistry together that if the proper writers could get in there and just write the jokes for them, they could bounce off of each other well enough and they just have the comedic timing with each other. You know that it's a good like team thing that they have going that you don't see a whole lot of anymore. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, how many how many actors do that as much? I guess, yeah, not there's not really any duos. I get like I said, Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill. And I guess Seth Rogen and James Franco did it for a while. Yeah, um, well, let's remember too. This so, was a uh, Lorne Michaels joint, which yeah, also means it probably yeah. was pretty heavily scripted. So you know, this was when Lorne Michaels wasn't just a put a stamp of approval on every piece of shit and unfunny sitcom uh, on the face of the earth, but. <laughs> Uh, but they're successful, so whatever, I guess. doesn't matter. They all make more money than I'll ever <laughs> see in my life, so fuck me. <laughs> so, right. This is uh, Jason's existential crisis episode here, apparently. <laughs> Again about the rich. <laughs> oh, son of a... Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah, uh, he gets his first maybe, then he goes a little overboard the scene, there. This scene is an all-timer. Yes. This scene... Oh, good. I yes. die every time I watch this mm -hmm. scene, because it, it is so fucking funny. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to do this thing justice by trying to explain it. If you haven't seen Tommy Boy, do, do yourself a favor and spend the 3 or $4 to rent it or whatever. It's The scene is just classic, where he's just going off and... I think my favorite is just the, the, the new guy in the corner heaving his guts up. Oh, detective goes, oh my god. New guy's puking his guts up. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. That's one of, one of my most quoted lines in a movie is that one right there. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. Yep. <laughs> oh, all right, so then we uh, cut to the gas station and Tommy uh, is tasked with the uh, job of filling up and, of course, that was just an excuse for Tommy to start destroying uh, Richard's car. <laughs> Even the little part where he gets gas on his finger and sniffs it afterwards and, like, smiles a little bit. Yeah. 
He used to eat paint chips, guys. A lot of paint chips as a kid. Why? Why? Yeah, never a no, never a yes, just a why? Oh, I mean, he did grow up near a factory, so, I mean, I'm sure there was some paint chips laying around there. Oh, or asbestos, who knows? Anyway, moving on. Yeah, so uh, as the uh, door, as he knocks off the door and then eventually fixes it, it's basically not on the hinges anymore. Richard comes in and uh, opens up the door after he, you know, rubs a little scuff off of it and the whole door falls off. And then um, uh, Tommy's, what'd you do? <laughs> when he's got, so the, scuff, the scuff out beforehand is really funny to me, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that he wouldn't notice that the you know the side the side of it is dented to shit now because he yeah it's just like how did you not no okay cool whatever man <laughs> but it does show a little bit of his like attention to detail that all of a sudden is just like oh no my the thing i love is being destroyed i mean they really like first like when he first shows up with the car like he talks about how great how new everything is they really sell the fact this car is gonna get fucked up in this yeah. movie <laughs> oh man even starting with the, <laughs> the chocolate and the dash mm-hmm. uh which which won't melt because it has a thin candy shell. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, you've got a thick candy shell. Yeah. Oh yeah, you've got a shell. Yeah, <laughs> it's comebacks every time. Yeah, I think it's another thing I really really enjoyed throughout this movie. Is just Tommy's just like pathetic comebacks. It's just like yeah, you too. <laughs> just kind of stops. It's like yep, yep, yep. I know, I know that feeling, man. Anyway, so um, next scene we see is uh, Beverly and Paul. They're either not mother and son or they're a bunch of well-dressed billies from uh, Missouri. So yeah, they are, <laughs> they are going at it with each other basically. Um, and then Michelle sees them kind of holding each other as they walk off, which kind of raises an eyebrow, but she's like, well, you know, it, it's not like uh well, that's really creepy. Cause she didn't see them making out, but yeah, uh, they go off to a kind of alleyway during this. I forgot to mention it's like an employee carnival sort of thing going on. And uh, Paul starts whizzing, on a fence and that has the Callahan name on it. And as he looks over to talk to Beverly, he actually accidentally hits like an electrical generator and goes flying backwards. This just, <laughs> this just like, uh, starts the streak of proving that Paul's just a really clumsy dumbass throughout the entire movie. Yeah. It's a, uh-huh. it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a really unexpected running gag for a villain in a movie. Just be, just be a big clumsy dumbass. The yeah. Entire time. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it's Rob Lowe and he like yeah. looks like that, and you're like, oh yeah, this guy's gonna mess some stuff. I'm like, oh, just just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh no, he's clearly just skated by in his looks his whole life. Yeah, yeah, he's incompetent. <laughs> he's completely incompetent. Yep, yep. Uh, all right, so Tommy and Richard, as they're going through a, uh, or as they're back on the road, they end up hitting a deer, which uh, yeah, they end up like kind of sobbing at it. Poor little furry guy. So good. <laughs> Uh, so they decide for whatever reason, rather than just moving it to the side of the road to bring it in the car. They take it to the vet, Jason. (laughs) Take you to the vet. Take it to the vet. I'll take you to the vet. (laughs) Uh, anyway, so Richard takes a crack at selling or at selling and crashes and burns real hard. Uh, Tommy tries to salvage it and then really isn't so great with the analogies as he tries to come up with his dad's analogy about, um, taking a good look at a T-bone through the, uh, cow's ass but uh, would rather take the butcher's word for it <laughs> yeah but he's like you can, you can stick your head of a, but, head of a butcher's ass <laughs> yeah and, and, and look around and, uh... yeah and it, of course in the middle of it he sort of has a nervous breakdown which for a second i thought that this actually turned him around or turned it around a little bit where I, this is me misremembering the movie or how the movie went and i thought like oh okay well this guy bought some because he felt bad i'm like no he just told him to get out never mind okay yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like, "Oh, no, no, him. Right. So, you know, you got to get to the diner scene before there's any kind of any kind of turnaround. There's still a little bit more downhill to go uh, <laughs> yeah. before you get to the, the the turnaround. But yeah, I mean, there's also a little thing that's totally stupid to mention. But like, I just love that Tommy never buttons the top button on his shirt, but he still puts a tie on. <laughs> it looks he looks so shitty every time. It's yeah. just a, it's just an extra little funny stupid thing that he does that I love. <laughs> So the, uh, as they're driving down the highway, the deer wakes up in the backseat and just destroys Richard's car. Just it's so, so amazing. I so love, dramatic. I love how like terrible the effects are yeah. of the deer. And then they have a, like a little, like a real life deer standing on top of the car and taking off afterwards. <laughs> just like I've, casually I've, I've, leaves. I've got a fun fact about this deer. 
Um, so apparently it took the film crew five weeks to get the shot of the deer standing on the car. They gave a car to the trainer who fed a deer and let it eat and poop in and around the car for a month so that they could get used to it before they could bring in the cameras and get the shot they needed. Couldn't they just kill the deer and stuff it at that point? That just... <laughs> but it wouldn't be as funny if the deer wasn't on top of the car, I, right? I, I guess. I, I guess the juxtaposition of going from this clearly fake deer to this deer that they have on top of the car looks nothing like the deer that was in the car a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that. I kind of like that. So, so I, just, I just love that it just standing there normally and then walks away like nothing happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then not just happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> All right. And they ironically end up at the Deer Glen Motor or Motel there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, come on, guys. Maybe a little too on the nose there. Anyway, uh, Richard starts vacuuming up the moths, which I found kind of... <laughs> I was like, you know what? I, why is there a vacuum in the hotel room? For the moths. Also, also, I love that the moths are a piece of the paper that are floating around. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just like goes over there while it's on the phone and yeah. starts vacuuming up moths. Hold on, Michelle. Let me uh, call you back. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, Richard's kind of had enough of them bantering back and forth, so he sits down on the little couch thing that they have that looked ungodly uncomfortable. And then he starts doing the fat guy in a little coat thing, which is a classic from this movie. And um, I was doing a little research, because I don't really have any trivia for this thing at the end here, but this actually came up uh, because of their conditions in their little writing rooms. David Spade and Chris Farley had a writing room together, and Adam Sandler and and Chris Rock's writing room were next to theirs but you had to walk through theirs to get to it so they basically had a closet that was attached to a closet for those two or those groups of two to write which i'm like man you think about the just the wave of success well i mean david spade's successful still but it's just like the wave of success that they had after this kind of era and the four of them being that close in proximity to each other and basically just being in closets writing next to each other yeah, that's crazy that they had that much comedic talent in that small space. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, so the whole thing with that is uh, Chris would just put that on while they were writing while they were writing skits or whatever, and he would just go, that guy in a little coat, that guy in a little coat. And he said every time he would just tear the jacket, and he's like, and he would he would sit there with his denim jacket, and he's like, oh, it tore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, and you know, watching the interview where he told that story, you can see the kind of wistfulness that he had for Chris Farley. He's just like, oh man, you, you could tell those two were genuine friends with each other outside of outside of working with each other. They they had such an amazing chemistry together. Yeah, I never heard I, anyone that talked about Chris Farley. They never they always seem to have nothing mm-hmm. but great things to say about him. Um, even <laughs> even the crazy stories. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's it's nice to know at least. So yeah. Uh, so then we have a nice little montage of the two of them. Well, at, at first there was one song that they don't want to listen to, or that uh, Tommy doesn't want to, or Tommy wants to listen to, and Richard doesn't. Richard switches the radio, and it's, Tommy doesn't want to listen to that one. Richard replaces it. Then they put on a song that they. Um, both are like, no, I don't want to listen to this. Well, you can change it then. No, you change it. And then they end up singing. <laughs> I don't even remember what the damn so song was cute. on top of my head, but yeah, it's it's really kind of cute. Uh, so they end up uh, crying during it. Yeah. <laughs> the hood flies up on the car, and they have to pull over, and um, you know they get in a little argument about it because Tommy left the oil can in the. <laughs> and that's why the hood didn't go back down. The whole can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I have been guilty of. Forgetting to put the uh, cap back on my engine, but I don't think I've ever left the whole bottle just sitting there on top of the thing. It's pretty great. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a window open? I feel a draft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they get off, um, you know, so they get out of the car, they basically start throwing down, and uh, as, uh, Chris, or, Tommy gets around the corner to pull Richard out. He says, look, or Richard says, look, Tommy, the rhino's getting too close to the car. <laughs> And then uh, Tommy's, him too afraid to get out. He's just a little guy. <laughs> and then he, like, gives him the first punch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, if I want it, yeah, I forget. Like, I forget all the lines, basically, there. Yeah. But it's just, like, just insulting him that he get, keeps getting hit eventually. Sarah, it just escalates. It just <laughs> escalates so hard that he ends up getting, like, a two-by-four and hitting him with it. <laughs> And then when they go to the diner afterwards, he's like, 
is there has my face look like, <laughs> not, like not like here not here or here it's very like specific right in this area right here yep nope nothing oh my god what happened to your face <laughs> oh richard i told you yeah i knew it um, yeah, and, like, through this whole thing, I, I, I get the end there after um, Richard clocks him, and he's like, ooh, prehistoric forest. I'm like, I kind of want to see what the prehistoric forest is. Me too. Every time, <laughs> literally every time I watch the movie, I'm like, God, I wish they had a scene in prehistoric forest. Yeah. I wanted to That'd see That would be amazing. It. Mm-hmm. But instead, they stop <laughs> at the Cluck Bucket, a, a wonderful yeah. name for chicken restaurants. <laughs> and while they're sitting there staring at each other, I'm sorry plays over the uh, the jukebox. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of great. And uh, Tommy uh, finds out that the he wants chicken wings and he's not getting it because the kitchen is closed down and he kind of has a breakdown with the waitress whose name is Helen. And then it kind of this is where the turnaround happens and it seems like it's triggered something with his ability to sell. And the weirdest, the weirdest yeah, fucking story. Yeah, yeah. I was not ready for this to actually work or be like the example of great of greatness from him. Yeah, <laughs> that's why it's so funny because yeah. it's like what. Why did that work? No, that, that was selling. Body. <laughs> then I kill it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then another scene I like here is just uh, you know David or <clears throat> Richard uh, eating his shrimp cocktail, talking about removing the mud vein, basically. And holy lord, look at this guy! I seem to have caught him right after the Thanksgiving feast. <laughs> <laughs> I need a pooper scooper. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think I said there's just a lot of good lines in this thing. So, uh, Tommy talks about why a guarantee uh, would be a box or would be on a box and goes full salesman on the next guy that they're trying to sell to. And it's just like, yeah, that's just this whole like, like, yeah, I can sell you a che-. It's like, yeah, because they know we're selling you a cheap piece of shit. It's like, <laughs> it's the, it's the, the guarantee fairy is going to come into your house and knock your daughter up. I've seen it a million times. <laughs> and uh, you got to protect your daughter. So, are you going to buy with us or not? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Seen it a million times. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. So uh, Paul starts freaking out about Tommy having made a sale and then goes to the warehouse to blow up the trucks. And um, uh, in a series of pratfalls, ends up getting mauled by the guard dog there. <laughs> so <Yeah>. good. <laughs> I love his idea is to go there and shoot the trucks to blow them up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not like throw a Molotov cocktail or something, you know, just like, oh, I'm going to shoot them. Oh, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, they're, uh, Tommy and Richard are at a hotel. Uh, Tommy goes out to go get pizza, and then Richard sees a woman going into the pool and goes into full creeper mode while watching her from the window. No one's around. It's naughty time. <laughs> this pool seems a little much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a bit. Yeah, yeah. it's a- they, they, I think they bring it back around with the, with the jokes Chris Farley makes when he comes in. But I feel oh. like the actually the David Spade scene, David Spade scene, I could do without. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. His uh, all yeah. the puns are really funny afterwards. Yeah, his uh, David Spade's thing of you know he, like pulls the curtain down a little, a little more, and he's like speaking of no one's looking, and then you know Tommy kind of bursts in and it's like, what, what you doing, buddy? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all the puns is like, man, you think she dates one? I heard she dates one of the Yankees. Yep. <laughs> that one took me a second. But the first, uh, I was like, oh, right. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh right. The fact that they keep it going a little bit longer, too, in the middle of the night is really funny, too. <laughs> yeah, I think I think actually that is uh, that is my favorite one is just like them laying in bed, you know, face up at the ceiling. <laughs> Who's your favorite little rascal? Is it alfalfa or is it spanky? And then perfect, absolutely perfect pause. And then it says, sitter. <laughs> yes, the sitter. Oh, my God. And then cut. Oh, man. That is just, it was, it's perfect. It's yeah. so good. If that had been a microsecond longer or shorter, I don't think it would have hit as well. But Chris Farley just <laughs> nailed the timing on that. Just gave it sitter. exactly. Just sitter. Yeah, give <laughs> you just enough time to laugh at the spanky joke and then do with the even funnier joke afterwards. Yep. <laughs> Oh, all right. So then we cut to uh, Tommy ended up being on a roll selling stuff. And they, I think this is another one of my favorite little things of uh, Richard being a dick to him. They stop so uh, Tommy can pee and Richard just slowly pulls away. <laughs> he just leaves him there on the side of the road. He's like, oh, no, no. As he's trying to zip up. It's <laughs> so much dumb funny in this movie. Uh, so uh, Paul changes delivery dates in Michelle's computer. And Michelle walks in and he's like leaning up against the, uh, I think it's a pneumatic tube, right? Yeah, it's called. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pneumatic tube. And as he's sitting there, part of his shirt goes in, and, and 
as he continues to talk to Michelle, it just rips his whole shirt off. And it's, um, I guess this is something for the woman who got dragged to see this. They're like, oh, okay, at least I get to look at Rob Lowe shirtless or something. I hope so, right? Yeah. That's all we get. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Because I, I can't imagine a lot of, uh, you know, if they did like a re-release of this in theaters when I was old enough to date and I drug a girl to see this, I can't imagine um, would have enjoyed it probably as much as I would have. I mean, we did see um, Chris Farley in his underwear, so. I mean, yeah, that was for me, though. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> And I think we're just going to end the podcast right there because it's the funniest thing I think we're going to get out of that is... Uh, <laughs> oh anyway so uh richard makes another sale on the phone and then goes to the uh door of the hotel room and i love this housekeeping or housekeeping gag (laughs) just housekeeping you want blanket you want me to jerk you off (laughs) what kind of hotel is (laughs) yeah and then he comes out yeah and you know covered in a blanket tells him he made a sale and then he pulls his, you know, he throws the blanket off to give uh, Richard a hug. And, oh, Richard, don't <laughs> run away from your feelings. <laughs> don't run away from your feelings. So uh, we go on to the next thing where they're driving, uh, you know, driving in the car again. They have a montage of singing with each other. And I was kind of disappointed that neither of them made the Come On Eileen joke. With that song. Oh, Oh, a lot of uh, radio DJs would uh, kind of jock it up with that. And we would go, all right. And then next up, we are listening to Come On Eileen. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they were too I just busy love, singing it. I love the end of the world when they're singing "End of the World" as you know it, and they just sing. Every, they're like everyone else in the world. They, they just, just sing uh, the main uh, chorus, uh, and no one knows the words. I don't know. If, I don't know if this is an interesting bit of trivia or not, but I dated a girl who knew every single song by them, <laughs> every oh. single one, is including it, that. Is, is, is it Jess? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> You can no. tell us, Jason. It's no. okay. No, oh, no, it's not. No, no, believe me, it's not. <laughs> no, this was uh, maybe, uh, boy, maybe w- would have been my senior year of high school. Maybe when I was nineteen, I don't remember. But yeah, this was this was well, well before Jess. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, she. I just can't. She she told me how much she how much how much she loved them, and I had to try to like really um, crunch very quickly to learn their songs because I wasn't really a fan and to. Uh, kind of faked it for a little while and i was like you know this isn't worth it and she tested you she's like uh, like we can't be together unless you know all the words of this song you don't recite this word, if you don't recite the words of the song right here right now we're, we're through and then i told her like but that's not them they don't sing right here right now <laughs> that you walked away <laughs> that was the end that was it oh anyway it's, yeah she, she could have been the one no, no, she really couldn't have. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> fun. All right, so the orders are all screwed up, uh, so they're basically having to sell the company to Zelensky. Uh, Tommy goes to talk uh, to Michelle, and I'm not really sure why Tommy came in here and got real like aggressive with her about the whole thing. It's like you know, it's like if you had used a filing cabinet instead of being a rebel. Uh, this wouldn't have happened. Like, what does the filing cabinet have to do with anything? It's like literally just where she puts the folders. Right. This was a little out of character. I think, I think Tommy boy would have been like the real Tommy boy would have been okay. Like not okay, but he would have been like, you know, we people make up. mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least he realized he, 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 yeah. have done what it, he shouldn't have done that. You know? Yeah. But, but like, which shows that, it, a, you know, it was, it was out of character for him because he was like, that was fucked up. <laughs> that was, that was because it was pretty fucked up. I was like, "Oh, come on, Tommy! Damn!" Yeah, uh, right. Like... So Michelle is uh, quitting, and then she goes to the airport to, uh, yeah, go go someplace in the Midwest. I forget exactly where it was, but yeah. And she sees Paul and Beverly uh, making out and literally kind of playing grab ass with each other. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Geez, oh, you guys are boarding a plane and doing that, huh? Like, you couldn't just wait." Like, okay, that's cool. Anyway, and then she goes to a. Uh, a payphone, John, which is uh, something we used to have to put quarters into to make phone calls. Oh, thank you, guys. <laughs> I, I yeah. used a payphone once. I've, I've used a payphone multiple times I've used in my a life. Before. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a whole movie about it called Payphone. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that movie. <laughs> oh, anyway, so she calls. Uh, she calls her brother, who well, we found out earlier was a cop, and yeah, basically to like run a background check on these two. Uh, so we got back to Tommy and Richard driving. A cop lights him up. Tommy starts swerving everywhere because Richard's been drinking and he pukes and, uh, you know, the whole car smells like beer now. 
and uh, basically says, when, you know, when I pull over, just get out of the car, running and screaming. And this is actually my favorite scene, I think. Yeah. This, this is... Like this is the part of this is the last part of the of the trifecta of key Tommy Boy scenes. It's, it's the it's, it's the crash scene, the fat guy in a little coat, and this are one of the most iconic scenes in the whole movie. And this is just oh my god! I don't the it, every every part of this is perfect. Mm-hmm. So, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Your firearms are useless against them. <laughs> They're huge and they're stinging. I and I, I think I think like the thing that really sells this thing being so funny is David Spade's like piss poor acting that he's getting stung by bees as he's running around barely flailing his arms like oh yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, the, the, your firearms are useless against them. Line is my favorite one. Yeah. Your firearms are useless against them. Or, and then also the cops being like, I'm allergic to bees, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back and check on you later. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, and so uh, conveniently there is a a gigantic billboard of Zelensky up there and Tommy gets the idea to call Zelensky to stop or to go to see the Zelensky to stop the sale because you know he kind of believes the spiel that he saw in the commercial of you know him being for the working man because he is a working man or some such fuckery like that so anyone who calls him that Zelensky is Dan Aykroyd (laughs) yes 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 I didn't mention that so yeah, really sells the hell out of it too. <laughs> Key detail. <laughs> yeah, you tell me the name Ray Zelinsky anytime, I'd immediately, I'd immediately picture a man that look, look like Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. He's, it's it's yeah. a perfect cast. Yeah. So that the airport and can't get a single flight to Chicago. And then I, I'm just cracking up thinking about Richards trying to get a plane ticket. Hello, this, this is our, have we met before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think lady, so. That lady is so unhelpful the entire yeah. time. Would a flight back from Chicago at six p- <laughs> at five p.m. be be good for you? Yeah. I have a flight to Denver. A flight to Denver. Yeah. This is exactly how sometimes it goes, though. If you get like a terrible customer or someone who like hates you, they're like let me be terrible to you, actually. <laughs> Like this is worse than not than not not being able to help you. <laughs> so they get the bright idea of uh, dressing up as flight attendants. Uh, yeah, and uh, Tommy only in a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so Tommy goes to change in the uh, bathroom stall, mm-hmm. and disaster ensues for like about a minute and a half. Maybe I think this I think this is like one of the not weaker ones, but this is one of the ones where I'm like, okay, you didn't. Normally, Chris Farley's very good at like hitting himself in a way that makes it look like natural, like he's clumsy. But it literally looked like he was like trying to hit himself on the kitchen or mm-hmm. on the kitchen. That's, on yeah, the, that's on the why sink. it was funny. I thought because he was just literally just going as overboard as possible with it, and that's I thought I think this is hilarious the entire time. <laughs> also, the little gag where David Spade changes in like three seconds. And, that was so and great. Chris Farley's trying to figure out how he did it. It's yeah, he's like, like what? Well, just get in there. Get in there. Get in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like well, yeah. we had to make a cut, okay? Just go, go. You're gonna take but too long with this. But I will disagree with Jason. I think I think the bathroom scene is hilarious, and uh, is, is 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 I think I think it being as over at the top as it is is what makes it very funny. <laughs> it's yeah, so that was pretty funny because it goes for so long. It's so it's in the, oh, the people outside can hear it the entire time. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. Okay, so my my other thought I had during this whole thing was: imagine trying to do this today. You'd probably end up in Guantanamo Bay, basically. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you could do this today. Yeah, God. I, I mean, mean this, is, a... this is clearly <laughs> like I, I mean, this. This movie dates itself just with that, with the fact that you can kind of walk around an airport willy nilly trying to get a ticket, you know, right by the gates, and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where oh. would you get a where would you get a flight crew uniform <laughs> without murdering someone on a flight yeah. crew? You know, I'm kind of curious where they did get that. <laughs> <laughs> they, well, they show them. It shows them looking over at the at the thing being loaded in. So I, I don't know honestly where they got all the stuff from. But uh, I, I, I honestly love that they just kind of skipped over that. Like, I, they got them. They, yeah. they got them. Whatever. They're yeah. fight, they're flight attendants now. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say. Speaking of things that wouldn't fly uh, these days, uh, a, a scene fast approaching also would not fly. <laughs> that would uh, uh, involve oh, terrorism. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah. I thought about that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, Tommy goes to the bank, um, part of the building, to look for Zelensky because they see this gigantic, you know, tower uh, skyscraper thing that uh, Zelensky owns, apparently. Um, and he kind of just uh, listen up, and this will only take a second. And then everyone drops to the ground, and the guards slide their guns over to him, which I just I forgot this was a little my, tidbit yeah. there. This uh, is my second favorite scene. <laughs> I, I do really love this good. scene. And then, like the cutaways to the to like the robbery being investigated is really good too. <laughs> yeah, that news crew got there real fast with a hammer. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they, as they're getting onto the, ele- or just before they're getting onto the elevator, uh, the kid comes up. It's the guy that robbed, the- was trying to rob the bank. Like, no, was it wasn't me. It's like, yeah, sure. There's another fat guy with a bit small head. I have a small head. <laughs> yeah, it was the other fat guy with a small head. Yeah. Was- so they happen to get on the elevator with Silinski, of course. Uh, and then as they're, it, the, Vanessa mentioned there, the security guards uh, really embellishing what happened um, during the robbery, quote unquote, to the news there. Uh, Zelensky explains he only wants the company name to slap on a product. And uh, while they're kind of going through the, I guess, test factory area of this building, uh, it's revealed that uh, Richard's wearing a wig, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny because yeah, you yeah, could yeah. clearly tell they had to put a bald cap on him to get the wig. Yeah, it's so unexpected. It's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like everyone has everyone watching has the same reaction as uh, as Tommy does. It's like, like wait, I what? Have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Zelensky goes into the boardroom and tells them they need to sh- like shove off, basically. And Tommy sees Beverly and Paul waiting for them, and is like, "Oh, my family, no!" <laughs> Oh my gosh, he's so yeah. heartbroken. Yeah. <laughs> what are my family doing in there? Mm-hmm. And then Tommy, this leads to another one of my favorite scenes, Tommy lamenting about all, all the screw-ups and then the bench collapses. I didn't need that. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> <sighs> Just so great. Just some of the stupid stuff that happens in here. So um, Michelle gets out of the cab uh, and conveniently, like, right exactly where they're sitting. So good timing there. Incredible, she found them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pre-cell phone. I mean, like, even, even with today's stuff like finding anybody in chicago would probably be a pain in the ass but anyway it's a pretty small city chicago Chicago. <laughs> vanessa no i'm kidding it's okay. not a small city okay. you <laughs> had me scared for a second anyway where chicago is <laughs> okay yeah and so she tells him that uh beverly and paul are married tommy sees the news van and some construction guy with some road flares and comes up with a plan <laughs> I've got a plan. Yep. And David Spade just gives that look of like, oh shit. Oh no. So Tommy bluffs his way past security with a road flare strapped to his chest and <laughs> yeah, uh, calls out the news team or calls out the news team and then the uh, bank lobby uh, drops again and the uh, security guards, oh no, not again. <laughs> they just immediately start reaching for the guns, slide them across the floors, they drop to the ground. It's like real helpful guys. <laughs> Uh, Tommy bursts into the conference room. Hi, got a second? <laughs> With the news team, uh, Tommy basically kind of puts Zelensky's nuts in a vice on TV about how he claims to be for the American working man, and that his buyout will put a whole town out of business. Uh, Tom has Zelensky agree to buy half a million brake pads, and then pulls out the papers revealing that Beverly and Paul are already married, nullifying claim to ownership in the company that she had, meaning control of those shares that she had goes back to Tommy. So, yeah, so Tommy just completely saved the company with this one move, except he did commit an act of terrorism, whether it was not real or not, so he should be in jail, <laughs> but... Well, in this, in, this, in this universe, no one really seems to care. Like, they do a lot of cutaways to people that were previously in the movie watching this as it goes on that are all really good. Yeah, like including the, guy the old guy. He sold his first brake pads, that. too. I love like, so much. The old lady's like, hey, do you recognize this guy? This crazy man on TV, hey, that's the guy I sold brake pads to. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the guy I bought brake pads from. Oh, we were watching cartoons. And, and then uh, goes to Looney Tunes. Yeah, and then it goes back to the, the diner, the, the cluck bucket or whatever. And uh, you, guys, you guys want this or, gladi- or American Gladiators? American gla- <laughs> or Gladiators. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So no one gives a shit in this yeah. universe. Very true, yeah. Uh, so Paul runs for it after Michelle reveals he's got active warrants out. He trips over a metal guard on the floor and activates the cr- crash test car or crash test of the car. He just landed on top of, um, they managed to get the brakes on and he goes flying off the hood of the car, lands on a chair and a gigantic weighted bag of some sort falls on his groin. And there's nothing quite as funny as a trauma to the groin there. No, yeah. certainly not. Yeah. You can't get a comedy without a nut shot. Nope. <laughs> not this kind of comedy, at least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's completely warranted here. So uh, Beverly walks off with Zelensky. Uh, Zelensky uh, says he's going to send a bottle of champagne. And I forget what the exact quote was, but basically, um, you know, get drunk on me and then go ahead and put the ice bucket or on your groin. So yep. <laughs> the police walk off with Paul and Tommy walks off with the check for $500,000 break or 500,000 brake pads. And he also gets a smooch from Michelle, again, overshooting his uh, abilities by a mile and a half there. <laughs> but whatever. So Tommy, back at the factory, is introduced as the new president of Callahan to everyone at the factory. I thought for a second that he was going to pass it along to Richard instead while he 
kind of did a Billy Madison thing and like went back to school and really tried to learn some stuff, but instead, no, he's gonna go ahead and run the company. And but I mean, I guess he's smart enough to to know he's pretty dumb and needs to surround himself with intelligent people. So he's gonna keep Richard around for that. So that's right. And he can't anyway. go back to school. He barely passed the first time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he fin- he actually graduated, unlike Billy Madison. So you know. It's true. It's true. Hey, he's got a higher education than I do, so whatever. R-O-C-K. <laughs> Rock. <Yeah>. R-O-K. <laughs> yeah. Uh, R-O-C-K. Anyways, our movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next year's uh, Christmas movie. Or maybe even the summer. Who knows? It is. It, yeah, anyway. Uh, so Tommy's stuck on his boat again and is sort of talking to his dad in the ether. They had asked him to send some wind so he can go meet Michelle for dinner. The wind kicks up and the sail turns and hits Tommy for one more bit of physical comedy there with a one more son of a... And, king. Yeah. And <laughs> that is the end. That is the end of Tommy Boy. One of so one of my favorite comedies from the from the mid nineties. Just what a wonderful piece. Joyous thing. It's uh, I'm pr- it's probably hard listening to a movie uh, podcast or people just laughing and quoting a movie the entire time. But even if that's annoying, at least go watch Tommy Boy. Yeah, right. And, and don't we deserve this? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> uh, yeah, that was it was that movie was an hour and a half. Didn't it never feels like it. It's very breezy. Um, yeah. This is, um, yeah, because the last three we, is it the last three we, no, the last two we did were a little, not rough, but I mean, Animal Crossing was pretty boring. Dead or Alive was real mm. dumb. Yeah. Next we got like a, like a dragon. Okay. So it's not, t- hopefully not terrible. Probably just average at best. Maybe. And then Pokemon, another Pokemon. <laughs> and Postal and then Blood Rain. Oh. <sighs> yeah. We, okay. Yeah. Screw you guys. We <laughs> earned this. We've got a lot coming here. So. The new year is bleak. New year, everyone. You thought 2020 was bad? Holy shit! Well, our 2021 is looking real shitty, guys. Yeah, we've got like we've got th- um, three Uwe Uwe Uva. Uwe Bowl movies. Uva Uva. That we've got three jerk face movies coming up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not real happy about that, but maybe it's where the cards have come around and laid. So. Anyway, I guess that'll wrap up this episode of Multimedia Failure. So, as usual, go to patreon.com slash gamesandjunk. Over there, you can kick in $3 and get the bonus segment of this episode, as Vanessa mentioned. And I think you would because, or you think you should because you get to hear about uh, Vanessa and I talking about some stuff we're drawing out on the call there that, uh, I don't know, might, might have something to do with somebody on this movie here. So, also, yeah. Rob Lowe, uh, who you know, played Paul the brother, or quote-unquote brother, went uncredited in this movie. Hmm. I had no idea about that. Actually, it was uh, supposed to be Matthew McConaughey that played that character. So I can't picture that. No, me neither. I think Rubble was a very good choice for that. So yeah. But I anyway, I guess I should actually get the plugs finished here. <laughs> so <laughs> so for three dollars, you get uh, RSS feed for all the podcasts we do. That also come at a higher quality audio rate and early access to any of the shows and also bonus segments on this podcast and bonus episodes of rock out with your card out the video game music podcast i do on top of the three other podcasts we do here at the games and junk network i guess we can call ourselves a network right there's four active podcasts we can do that right yeah okay network yeah completely uh for five dollars a month you also get a shout out on the show and on top of the previous reward tier so i want to shout out to josh carpenter alex messenger uh new patron eric i have no idea who this guy is but hey thanks eric thanks eric yeah yeah and you too. It's always the sad one I have hey, to go to. Yeah, the name. Yeah, you know? we got a name on there. I had no last name or anything else. Just Eric. I was like, hey, whatever. I don't care. I'll take your money, man. Well, welcome, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Well, we... welcome, welcome to our club. I hope you enjoy our talk about Rob Lowe's uh, political views. Yes. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, real, real dumb. Anyway. So yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll do that. And as usual, go to Twitter.com/slash/MultimediaFail, and you can follow us over there. You can also follow me at Jason Ariola. You can follow Vanessa at Vicarious Rock, and you can follow John at John Lucero 777 guys am I forgetting anything it's been a little while since we recorded so I feel I don't want to say I'm a little rusty but I feel a little rusty yeah this is why we're, we're this is like a nice refresh right like a good movie that we all enjoyed a nice a nice end of the year yeah yeah to this terrible terrible year we've had and god help us I hope this next year is better even if it's a terrible year for the for what we're gonna have it a watch on this podcast I, I hope everyone's year goes better because Dear God, it certainly can't get much worse, can it, right? Uh, Resident Evil's coming up in a little bit, so that's fun. Okay. Yeah. We get a little bit of hope in the bleak future. <laughs> oh, anyway, until next time. <laughs> trust, trust the fungus. I feel so deflated. <laughs>
Merry Christmas, everyone. I love those funny video shows that just can't get enough. The cavalcade of concussions. Boy, that's funny stuff. <laughs> They're tripping in Poughkeepsie. They're slipping in Des Moines. But the ones that win 10,000 bucks are all trauma to the groin. <laughs> A trauma to the groin, boys. Trauma to the groin. And nothing's quite as funny. As a trauma to the groin There is no wit more pretty There is no joke divine Or limerick delicious as A trauma to the groin Now Jacob was a small boy In a t-ball league And his father stood behind him Coaching to succeed The boy he swung with all his might You should have seen dad's face when the bat connected between first and second base. Oh, a trauma to the groin, boys, trauma to the groin. And nothing's quite as funny as a trauma to the groin. There is no wit more pretty, there is no joke divine, or limerick delicious as a trauma to the groin. We wanted to collect the check from those video fools So we taught our three-year-old the running headbutt to the jewels <laughs> Too bad we left the lens cap on the camera by mistake Cause Grandpa weren't too happy about the second take Oh, trauma to the groin, boys, trauma to the groin and Nothing's quite as funny as a trauma to the groin There is no wit more pretty There is no joke divine Or limerick delicious as A trauma to the groin One day while in the garden I stepped upon a rake The blow intense and accurate An impression it did make My children caught it all on tape Thought it was the funniest thing And I choked a curse out through my tears As they began to sing Oh, a trauma to quite as funny as a trauma to the groin. There is no wit more pretty. There is no joke divine. Her limerick delicious as a trauma to the groin. Bravo. Woo. Well, I won the money, though I failed to see the joke. Hey, each to his own, I guess. And most of the dough, well, don't you know, paid the bill to the EMS. <laughs> So let us see a show of hands and let it be resolved that a trauma's much more funny if your own groin's not involved. <laughs> oh, a trauma to the groin, boys, trauma to the boys. Nothing's quite as funny as a trauma to the groin. There is no wit more pretty, there is no joke divine or limerick delicious as a trauma to the groin.